to another edition of the Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance podcast series. To learn more about the Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance, visit us at dbsalliance.org. Hello, my name is Hannah, and I am the Programs Manager at the Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance. I am so pleased to be sitting down with two young adult council members to discuss the value of routine. Welcome, MJ and Olivia. Thanks for having us, Hannah. Yeah, thanks. Happy to be here. So we know that routine can be critically important when managing a mood disorder. Why is that? So depressive episodes have the potential to really affect energy levels, natural rhythms, and sometimes the motivation or ability to take care of ourselves. Um, I know, for me at least, my routine bolsters my self-care practices. And if I'm having a really bad depressive episode, it can keep me from spiraling mentally, emotionally, and physically. So for me, whenever I'm in a depressive episode, one of my biggest symptoms is trouble falling asleep. And then if I have trouble falling asleep, I have trouble waking up on time. And I'm sure everyone can understand that a bad night of sleep can kind of throw the rest of your day off. So sleep is tied to how intensely I feel the rest of my symptoms. And one of the things that routines give me is something concrete, more concrete than just okay, I'm laying in bed, it's time for bed. If I have that ritual that I go through every night, it can really help me keep my sleep on track when I'm in a depressive episode. Absolutely, that's great. I, you know, it seems like having symptoms of depression, such as lacking motivation can be um, so difficult. So how do you keep a routine when you're having those symptoms? Yeah, so I actually struggle a lot with keeping a routine when I'm having really severe depressive symptoms. Um, They really affect my energy level to the point where I don't want to get out of bed in the morning. So what I do is um, I bring in my, my support network for backup. At this point, I, I know myself and I've identified what helps me when I'm feeling depressive. So I've communicated that to the people that I trust. For example, sometimes when I'm really down, I struggle with basic stuff like showering and remembering to eat meals. And I've asked my girlfriend that I live with to help me remember these things that are really important and vital when I'm feeling super down. Yeah, and Jane, I think that that is so important, recognizing those things that you're doing that are essential. So for me, one thing that I lack motivation to do when I get in those moods is just something as simple as brushing my hair, but I have to be gentle with myself and, you know, give value to those things that deserve it. You know, we take for granted eating and showering and getting dressed, but if you're having symptoms, you know, it's, it's okay to step back and say, Hey, that's something I really needed to do. It's great that I got that much accomplished. So for me personally, I know that there will be days where I can't stick to my routine perfectly, but I have to step back and realize that my symptoms aren't always going to be present in that exact way. And so I can try again tomorrow or try again the next week. That's great. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering how you began to establish your routine. How, how do people get started with this? For me, it was really about identifying priorities. And I totally agree with Olivia. You have to give give really proper value to the essentials, literally just getting up and, and feeding yourself and getting through another day. That's a huge accomplishment in and of itself. 
Um, so when I was first making a routine, I start by identifying the stuff that absolutely needs to be done throughout the day, like eating and, and sleeping. And then I build a routine around, around those beginning with how I start my day. So my routine starts when I I get up and I brush my teeth in the morning. And that's how I know that the day has begun. But with that said, remember that routines don't have to be complex. They can start super simple. It could just be, I'm going to get up and I'm going to brush my teeth. And that's going to be the first thing I do in the morning. Um, And then, you know, sometime in the afternoon, I'm going to eat lunch. And then I'm going to go to sleep before midnight. And after you have that skeleton of a schedule, you can fill it in with what works best for for your own mental wellness. Um, For me, for example, I'm my most productive when it's, you know, right after I brush my teeth in the mornings. So I choose to use that time for the bulk of my work that I need to do for my job or whatever is at the top of my priority list for that day. Yeah. So, so far we've talked about the obviously important stuff, eating, showering, sleeping, but I think it's important for me as well to recognize what I need to do for my mental health. So that might not seem as obviously essential to somebody else, but to me it is. So for me personally, that's taking the time to journal every day. Uh, For somebody else, it might be working in a walk or meditation or something like that. But recognizing that mental health is just as important as physical, you need to build that into is really important for me. Uh, I also make sure that I add in downtime to my routine, whether it's, you know, 15 or 30 minutes a day. One of my depression symptoms is always feeling like I have to be accomplishing something to be worthy and to be, you know, a good person. But it's important for me to not always be on at that level. It's important to take time to relax and not feel guilty about that. So whether it's, you know, working a puzzle for 15 minutes or watching a TV show, it's important to build in that relaxation time. And something that I do, because I know everyone's schedule is hectic and it's hard to find free time like that, I try to pair elements of my routine together. So I like to stay up to date with the news. Um, And I'm sure we all know that with news, you can fall down a rabbit hole and spend hours and hours learning, trying to learn everything you possibly can, but you'll never get there. Um, And so what I have to do is say, okay, I'm going to drink my first cup of coffee in the morning and I'm going to read the news while I do that. And when my coffee's gone, I'm done with the news for for the morning and that'll be good enough. Uh, So tying things together that naturally fit together like that has really helped me find some of that downtime and what's otherwise a pretty busy schedule. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Building a downtime is essential and also making sure that you're building in enough time and long enough periods of time that it actually is helpful in, in recuperative, not just like five minutes of downtime, like, like a good 15 or 20 minute or an hour long break if that's what you need and you're able to do that. That's great. That's really helpful. Do you guys have any other tips or other things that you keep in mind when you're thinking about routine? Um, I, I'd say experiment and, um, at least for me, I, I played around with what would help me keep my routine the best. So I actually use two different tools for one-off things that I need to do throughout the day that have a specific time. I use phone alarms. So for, um, medications and appointments that I need to remember, I have, a million phone alarms going off throughout the day, but then I remember to do all of those things. And then what I do for tasks and things that I want to do throughout the day, I used to do lists. 
I make uh, to-do lists every day at the start of the day of what I'd like to accomplish. And I work in those things like, like meals and breaks and, you know, showers to get in the right headspace. And then I prioritize all of those tasks to make sure that I get the most important things done. So all the important stuff goes at the top. And then I know at the end of the day that the essential things have been completed and everything that's at the bottom of the list, I remind myself that that's just not essential to get done that day. And I kind of forgive myself if it, if it takes, you know, two or three days or a week to get those done, as long as they're on the list, I know that I'm aware of them, I'm tracking them and that they'll eventually be finished. Yeah. Like you said, for forgiving yourself, if you can't hit every mark every single day is really important for me as well in keeping a routine. Uh, I think for me, it's important to realize that I don't have to give up on my routine if I mess up a day or a week. So personally, I like to exercise four or five times a week. And normally I'm able to do that, but there are some weeks that, you know, there's a family emergency or I get sick or something pops up and it's just not realistic for me to meet that goal that week. But I step back and realize, you know, having that one off week doesn't mean my whole routine has to be thrown off and I have to throw the whole thing out. Um, I can get back into that routine the next week and I don't have to be on this path to chaos just because of one bad week. So forgiving yourself is really important. Yeah. And uh, one other thing that I'll say is I found that including other people in my routine, if possible, has been really helpful. Like... Um, including friends, partners, coworkers, even just having a routine of, of lunch at a certain time every day has helped kind of cement different portions of my day. That's great. Yeah. And I, I love what you, you're saying about, you know, not being hard on yourself. If, if you've gone off your routine, um, can you speak a little bit more about how to get back on track? You know, I think, people can feel really discouraged if they've made plans to try to feel well in a certain way and they can't get there. So what would you say uh, about getting back on track? Absolutely. So I actually, I moved to New York about two years ago. And when I first came here, I moved with, with my best friend and we just, we didn't have jobs. We didn't have anywhere to live. We just rented um, you know, subletted a little spot for, for maybe two months. And there was absolutely no routine in the beginning. It was complete anarchy. We were up until 2am every night making cinnamon rolls. And like, that was super fun. But it also wasn't lending itself to productivity and, um, and wellness, I guess, because we weren't keeping regular um, daily cycles. We definitely weren't looking for jobs, which we very much needed. So at least that time I started out by saying, okay, I'm going to wake up by 10 AM every day. And then I'm going to apply to one job. And then I'm going to eat lunch at noon. And then the rest of the day, we'll just take it step by step. Yeah. MJ, you were talking about just starting out with forming that new routine in New York and when I first started with a routine, I had to realize that I didn't have to have every second of my day planned to get the benefits from having a routine. So I started by just building in really little small things. So I mentioned earlier that 
you know, having trouble falling asleep is one of my main symptoms. And as silly as it sounds, um, starting about four or five years ago, every night I decided, okay, I'm going to play a game of solitaire on my phone before bed. And I know you're not supposed to have your phone in the bed, but it's my routine now. So I do. Um, And so every night, no matter where I am, whether I was on vacation or away at school in a dorm or back in my parents' house on a school break, I would always play that one game before bed and it would help my mind realize, okay, now it's bedtime. I need to start powering down. It's time to go to bed. Uh, And so I think being gentle with yourself and also realizing you don't need to have every second planned out to get those benefits. Yeah, that is great advice. I like, I like thinking about the fact that there are some things, you know, you can put in place that can move with you um, from different circumstances. And Olivia, you kind of mentioned, you know, um, going from college to home and different times in your life. What do you recommend or or do you guys have tips around um, what people can do during times of transition? I mean, obviously, uh, we're currently living during COVID-19, which has been a huge transition. But, you know, there are other hard transition times in life, such as um, college breaks and changing jobs. So do you have any thoughts about helping maintain your routine during those transition times? I suppose I'd say um, just try to keep as much of your original routine when you're in a different mental or physical space. Um, or identify the the parts of that routine that you enjoy the most or that seem to center you the most and bring those over, see how they can translate. Um, for, for new, you know, college, job, or relationship, I also feel like setting boundaries is important because if your routine supports your mental health, um, you have to protect it. And even if it's just telling your you know, new employer or your new partner that you have to have lunch at noon every day. Like that's totally something that you can work around and they'll respect it. And if it helps you, then that's absolutely something that you can do to be proactive and take care of yourself. Yeah. So Hannah, like you mentioned, I I have a lot of experience because I went to school away from my hometown. So I was going back and forth between home and my university and I began to realize, you know, every time that I make that location change, it takes me a solid week to get back on track with eating and sleeping and hitting all those things that I need to. And so for me, it's almost like I can mentally prepare ahead of those changes. And I know, okay, I don't need to schedule a really important meeting in my first week in either of those environments. I just need to be gentle with myself and give myself time to get back into that routine because it's tough to transition uh, and so recognizing that it's tough can be a big first step. Absolutely. And especially with big changes, it's it's definitely a, a good idea, like Olivia said, to kind of get ahead of the ball and and set aside time relatively early into that transition to see where you can adjust your schedule to fit with whatever needs are changing with the new job or with the new school school schedule. What would you say to someone who says that they can't set a routine or stick to a routine? What advice would you give? Um, I would say that a routine can be something really simple. 
it can just be washing your face in the morning. Um, it, it doesn't have to be really complex. It doesn't have to have rules. Um, and if it helps, you can always enlist, um, enlist the help of others in any way that you're comfortable with. Yeah, I think it's really important to recognize, first of all, a routine doesn't have to be, here's what I'm going to do every second of the day. You know, like you said, MJ, it can be those little things like washing your face. Um, For me, it's also important to realize, and probably anyone that's, you know, starting with a routine new, just now starting, is recognizing that you can change it if it doesn't work for you. If you're having trouble keeping up with it and getting down on yourself, maybe that's not the routine that fits your priorities and fits your life needs and your current situation so that first routine that you make doesn't have to be your final, your final answer, your permanent solution. You can adjust it as your life changes and as your priorities do. Well, thank you so much, MJ and Olivia, for joining me today to talk about routine. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Anna. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Thanks so much to Young Adult Council members, MJ and Olivia, for joining me today to discuss routine. They let us know that routines can start small, Routines don't have to be rigid, and to make a good routine, you have to identify what works best for you. Routines aren't one size fits all. Thanks for listening.